Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Joined by one of our, our, our deputies here in Wexford, former leader of the Labour Party, former Minister Brendan Howland. Good morning to you, Brendan. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. I, I, I hope you heard what uh, Cleanna Farley had to say there. <laughs> I did. Um, before I say anything, can I just join you to forgive me in just congratulating Una Walsh? I think, like everybody in Wexford, I was really bowled over. And I've spoken to so many people in the last 48 hours who just were so impressed by Una, and I'd love to just add my voice to yours in congratulating her on doing Wexford Proud. Yeah, we're getting lots of texts and comments. As I said, she's possibly in school at the moment, but hopefully we get a chance to speak to her over the next 24 hours or so. Uh, To deal with the the question directly, um, it's long been my view and a lot of people's view that when you have a world pandemic, a virus that... Uh, The job of the virus is to find mutations that overcome resistance. Mm -hmm. So we need to have as many people as possible vaccinated, not only in those countries that can afford to to buy vaccines, but right across the globe. And that's why I'm supportive and the Labour Party has been supportive of doing away with the the, uh, restriction on uh, countries all over the world manufacturing the virus the patents that are controlled under the TRIPS agreement. Hmm. The TRIPS, there should be a waiver of that so that, ironically, uh, the capacity of countries like South Africa uh, to produce vaccines for Africa or India to produce vaccines uh, for Asia uh, should be uh, provided immediately. Hmm. But even in the short term, before that can be done, we have the capacity now across the globe to produce 2 billion vaccines a month. Now, Two billion vaccines a month, properly shared, could actually ensure that the whole world is vaccinated in the next, in the coming uh, six or eight months, and th- that should be our objective. Uh, we're hoarding in the West, uh, and even worse than hoarding, there are about two hundred million vaccines right now who are what are that are going to go to waste right. because we, we won't actually get them. Um, into people's arms and they'll run out of, of, of in-date and that's just an absolute mortal sin. Yeah, because we, we're hearing the promo and ad here in South East Radio uh, promoting uh, sponsor a vaccine. Yeah, what you're yeah. telling me is the vaccines are there? Yeah. The vaccines, well, there, there are certainly hundreds of millions of vaccines in the possession of Western countries uh, that are not going to be utilised within their in-date. Now, it, it's not a simple matter. We need to ensure that Delivery systems are available. Uh, that's difficult in some African countries in particular. Uh, and then there's vaccine hesitancy in a lot of places. So we need an education program. But until, I mean, it's an old adage that until everybody is, uh, is vaccinated, uh, we're all vulnerable. And there will be new mutations of this virus among unvaccinated. Uh, and that will come back to haunt us and bite us. So it is something that needs to be done. I thought uh, Professor Cleena Farley, who is who specialises in immunology at TCD, mm-hmm. you could hear from her that uh, she is really uh, focused in on this new variant. But also, I thought her her answers were so honest and upfront, weren't they? I mean, she she I, I have to say it was very uh, uplifting and heartening to hear someone being so honest and upfront about this, uh, as if yeah. that, that there's so much research has to be done. Well, we're learning. Everybody is learning, even the experts, even the virologists who have been looking at corona as a potential uh, dangerous virus for decades. Um, they're learning about this particular uh, strain and its mutations and how it evolves. Uh, and the funny thing about it now is that we're all sharing it in real time 
normally this sort of scientific analysis would be going on behind closed doors and we wouldn't be interested. But because it is a real threat to all of us, in real time as things are discovered, uh, it has been shared and we're all becoming experts to, to some degree in understanding uh, a virus that none of us knew anything about uh, two, two years ago. But I think just two things from Tina's contribution that I'd like to pick up on. Uh, The first is, you know, talking about it, as you say, Tina has done so expertly and so transparently, is really important because one of the things I'm picking up in the last couple of days from calls to me and to emails and discussions is there's a huge amount of anxiety building up again because people genuinely are weary and they thought they were emerging from all of this and they're just anxious. What does this mean? So I think settling people in the way that Cleana has done uh, to say, yeah, this is another bump in the road, but we don't know um, how severe it's going to be. Um, I listened to to two experts from South Africa, including the doctor that uh, first uh, sent this um, particular variant for analysis. Uh, saying that the symptoms were mild. Uh, It might be more transmissible, but first evidence, and I I, I stress first evidence, is that it is not uh, more harmful in terms of causing serious illness. In fact, she said this morning on uh, on television that uh, there is nobody actually hospitalized uh, with this variation yet. So... That, that gives us some hope. Yeah, it gives us some hope. And I think uh, Kleena, and she said that it is being currently investigated, also alluded to the fact that early indications are as it could be mild, but she wasn't, like she was saying, is still very much uh, being researched. Yeah. Uh, looking at two other issues before we conclude our chat with you this morning, uh, no clarity in the masts as principals are braced yeah. for more cases. One uh, heading in today's Irish Independent, penned by Wexford girl Amy Malloy, public affairs correspondent. What's your view of what's likely to happen today when government meets NEF? It's a very difficult one, <clears throat> masks for children, um, and there's divided opinion on it, even among experts, um, because obviously if, if masks are without doubt a protection, and adults should be wearing them in any uh, public setting where there are other people, in shops, uh, in any situation where you're in close contact. It's more problematic with young children. Um, it is very stifling for them. It is. Um, it has to be used properly. You know, when they're putting down masks and putting on and taking off masks, it is a difficult one. So I think what the government are going to look at is masks for the over nines rather than the very young children. But we'll see what the expert advice is. Yeah. And then I, I, my own judgment on it is that there should be flexibility. It's, it, it, it should, my own judgment on it, it should not be a mandatory thing that uh, we should ask um, if there's a recommendation that as far as possible and practical okay. that masks should be worn by young children. Okay, and finally, uh, I just, I'm just going to ask all political sure. correspondents and uh, representatives who come on air with me uh, uh, in relation to shopping local, like Ralph Regal in the same paper says vital Christmas hospitality trade could be wiped out as cancellations have surged. It is very important to get the message out to shop local at this point in time, isn't it? I think a lot of people are doing that, to be honest. My expectation is that that will continue. Um, a lot of people have resorted to online shopping, which um, <laughs> I'm never a great fan on, to be honest with you, uh, because I like to see the goods I'm buying directly. Uh, and Wexford is so well uh, situated. All our towns in Wexford um, were so well uh, suited to give 
a complete selection for anybody to do a, their, their Christmas shopping. And I certainly will, will hope that that will be the situation because people are hanging on in some instances by their fingertips and we have to give them whatever assistance we can. And if we're going to spend money, do it locally. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.